All right, so we have been in Genesis 17 and kind of we, we, we've gone through the first 14 verses of that chapter um, and we've been looking at basically what God is doing. And so if you remember, all this goes back to like chapter 16 with Sarai and Hagar and this whole scheme they came up with to provide an heir. And out of that scheme came Abraham's son Ishmael um, through Hagar, uh, the maidservant. Uh, and, and so Abraham now has an heir. And then 13 years pass. Ishmael's now a 13-year-old boy slash man, right? Um, and he is now at an age where if Abraham dies, he would rightfully inherit all the possessions um, because he, he is now 13. And so this happens, and yet God comes and speaks to Abraham again, right? And, and so God is coming to Abraham, and he's repeating kind of the... the the promise, the, the covenant that he has made with Abraham. He, he, he gives Abraham a new name, right? He was Abram, um, and now he is Abraham. So Abram means father. Abraham means father of many nations, right? Um, and so he, he provides a name change for Abraham. And part of that name change is, is hinting at what he is going to be telling Abraham right now. He, he also established with Abraham a sign of the covenant in circumcision, right? And so he, he, he spoke about how uh, every male in your household uh, must be circumcised on the eighth day um, after they're born. And so, and then any male who is uncircumcised in his household will be cut off from the covenant. And so there's this sign that, of the covenant that is promised to him. And we, we talked a lot about that last, well, not last Sunday. We didn't have Sunday school last Sunday, but two Sundays ago. Um, and this, this leads into where we're at now in verse 15. Um, we'll see how far we get today. We don't have much time, but... Uh, let's read, uh, let's go through verse 21, and then maybe we'll get further than that today, I don't know. And God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall become nations, kings of people shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, no, but Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. 
Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and multiply him greatly. He shall father twelve princes, and I will make him into a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. All right, so here we see God speaking to Abraham further, and we see another name change, right? What is the other name change? Sarah, right? No longer will she be called Sarai, but she will be called Sarah. What is the significance in this name change? Anybody know? It means princess. It means princess, right? Um, and so her name, it's the her name before Sarai is another variation of the same word, princess. Um, and now Sarah also is another variation of the same name, uh, same word, princess. Uh, but what I th- what I think is going on here is what God is doing is he is in changing Sarai's name to Sarah, he is also including her within this covenant, if that makes sense. Um, and so there, there is something significant going on in both Abraham and Sarah. And so it's not just about Abraham, but it's about Sarah as well. Does that make sense? Um, and what does he say that he's going to do for Sarah? She's going to have princes, <laughs> She's going to have princes right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Verse 16, he, he also says, I will bless her, right? And so we, we see that word a lot. In these chapters, have we not? The word bless or blessings. Um, God speaks to Abraham, talks about, I'm going to bless you. He talks about Abraham's offspring. Your offspring shall be a blessing to all the nations. And now we see, again, this word bless. And so God is going to bless her. Um, and who remembers what blessing means? What does it mean to, to be blessed? Make up favor from God. Yeah, and that's that's really what it is, is to have God's favor, right? Um, to have him look upon you and smile, maybe. Um, and and so this, this is what's going on. She will be uh, in God's favor as well. And she's going to give to her a son, right? Um, and what's going to be significant about this son? Yeah, he's 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 a miracle child, isn't he? I mean, think about that. They're 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 way way past their prime. <laughs> this they shouldn't be having children at. 190, right? Sounds like they know too. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and so we, we do see the, the fact that this is a miracle child that's going to come. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this is really what's going on here, right? Because we, we do have two sons, and we're going to have a comparison between these two sons of Ishmael and of Isaac. And we see the, the one child is born out of the plans of men. The other child is born out of the plans of God. Um, and and there's, there's definitely a distinction there. Yeah, he's still pushing man's plan, isn't he? With Ishmael. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, go back up to verse 16 again. At the end of the verse, it says, I will bless her and she shall become nations. Kings of people shall come from her. So what is that foretelling? It does foretell Christ for us, right? Um, yeah, and so you, you see this idea of nations coming from her, and there will be nations because who, who will be the sons of Isaac? Do we know? What's that? Well, the 12, 12 tribes will come from Jacob. Yeah, who will be the sons of Isaac? Esau and Jacob, right? Yeah, and so we're, we're going to have two nations diverge out of Isaac. Um, and then out of Jacob shall come the 12 tribes. Uh, and then, then we're going to see kings as well. And so there will be kings down Esau's line, and there will be kings down Jacob's line as well. Um, and Jacob's line will lead to the king of kings, right? Christ. Actually, Saul came from Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin. Yeah. Esau is one of these kings. Yeah. So to speak. Yep. Yeah. Benjamin being, you know, Jacob's youngest son. Yep. 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 Yeah, and so and so we see this promise coming through. Uh, through Sarah. Uh, and then, uh, how does Abraham react to this? Disbelief. Disbelief. He, he laughs. He falls on his face and he laughs. Um, and he, he's like in bewilderment, right? How is this going to happen? Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? Shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And I, I can just picture this old man just kind of on his knees, chuckling to himself, asking these questions. It just doesn't make any sense, right? Um, is this some type of joke that God is uh, speaking to me right now? And it's, it's the expression, you've got to be kidding me, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and so what does Abraham say to God? I got a better plan. <laughs> yeah, I got a better plan. I've, 
we, we, God, we've already taken care of it, right? We, you, you don't need to bother yourself, you know. We've got Ishmael. Yeah, we've got a sure thing going here. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. And how does God respond to that? Is that ambiguous? No. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, no. <laughs> uh-uh. That's not how it's gonna work. He says, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son. So it's gonna Sarah. It's it's gonna be through Sarah. Um, this whole scheme that you you guys cooked up back in chapter sixteen. That's, that's not my way. We're going to do things my way now. We're going to do it the right way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so God is naming these children, isn't he? He named Ishmael, and now he's naming Isaac. And what does Isaac mean? Laughter, or he laughs, right? Why would God name him he laughs? Because Abraham laughed, right? What? Now, it's funny because we, we think of the name Isaac, we don't think of laughter, right? We just, people are named Isaac, and so we just call him Isaac. Um, but that in the, in the Hebrew language, it, it's like we we continually say, he laughs, come over here. You know, i got to tell you something. He laughs, what are you doing? That's, that's what Abraham would be saying. Um, now think about that. Throughout his whole life, he's calling this, his son, he laughs. It's a constant reminder, a reminder of what? That he laughed. That, that he laughed, right? Yeah, and so it, it's a reminder of, of his doubt, of his unbelief, and God's promise. Um, and so God, he, maybe this is God's sense of humor, I don't know. <laughs> you know. It's just every day of Abraham's life from there on out, every time he, he would look at his son or call his son's name, he would be reminded, oh yeah, there I was, not believing God. Yeah. It will turn into a joyful laugh, won't it? Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, I'm sure it, it would be a precious, precious name to them. But it's, it's just funny because we don't think of, you know, we name our children nowadays and a lot of the names are just names that come from our past that we don't really know the meaning of anymore. Um, and so, uh, you know, when we uh, think of those names now, you know, what, what are we to think of? Is there any significance to them? Um, yeah. And so, names are a big deal. 
The other thing he says, he says, I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. And so what is, he, what is that communicating to us? He's chosen, right? And so the covenant is not going to go through Ishmael. The covenant is going to go through Isaac. And that's, that's critical, right? Um, and so it, the covenant, you know, is not going to go through the, the child that was born through the strength of men. The covenant is going to go through the child that is born through the strength of God. Does that make sense to you guys? In essence, God's saying, I have a plan. It's going to be done in this way. Yeah. According to this that I'm telling you, this plan. Yeah. And, and it did. Yeah. And that's and we, we see this uh, in the in the New Testament as well. Um, look look at the book of Galatians chapter four. talking about this very incident. Um, uh, Where are we at? Starting in verse 21. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? And so Paul, he's he's addressing the Galatians who uh, were getting the gospel confused, right? And we're now relying on the law instead of God's grace uh, for their justification. Um, And... But as an example, he is setting this as an example. For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave woman was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise. Now this may be interpreted allegorically. These these women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. Now, Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear. Break forth and cry aloud, you who are not in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than those of the one who has a husband. Now you, brothers, like, like Isaac, are children of promise. But just as at that time, he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, so also it is now. But what does the Scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son, for the son, shall, for the son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. So, brothers, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. And so we we see even Paul he is helping to, helping us to understand that there there is a distinction between these two children. Um, one distinction is 
one is born of a slave woman, one is born of a free woman. That's not really what we're getting at today, but one is born uh, of the flesh, according to the flesh, verse 23, and the other is born through promise. And that's really the distinction that is being made in here right now. Isaac is born through promise and not through flesh. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And so we, too, can be considered children of God, right? How, how are we considered children of God? <coughs> through the promise, right? Yeah, and so it's not through our own works. It's not through what we do to justify ourselves as children of God. Rather, it's through the promise that is fulfilled through Jesus Christ and what he did for us. If that makes sense. And so, let no man boast. <laughs> let no man boast. Yeah, yeah. And so, in, in Isaac, we, we see a foreshadow of Jesus, right? Um, and, and that's, that's uh, something that we can take with us even today. Now, is Ishmael then just kind of tossed to the curb? No. No. So what does God promise for Ishmael? Yeah. Yeah, so there's going to be a blessing for Ishmael as well. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and multiply him greatly. He shall father 12 princes and I will make him into a great nation. And so even with Ishmael, we see God still has a plan for, for man's failures, right? <laughs> and so, um, not, not that Ishmael's a failure, um, but he, he, he was born out of the will of the flesh. And so God has a plan through that as well. Um, if, you, if you turn to uh, Genesis 25... We, we see the, the promise of God being fulfilled. Let's see, 25. So Genesis 25, verse 12, <clears throat> says, These are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar, the Egyptian, Sarah's servant, bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael, named in the order of their birth. Nebaioth, the firstborn of Ishmael, and Kedar, Adbil, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Massa, Hadad, Tima, Jetur, Nafish, and Kedema. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their villages and by their encampments, twelve princes according to their tribes. These are the years of the life of Ishmael, 137 years. He breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people. And so we see the fulfillment of 12 sons, 12 princes, uh, each having their own kind of encampment, right, that they, that they controlled. Um, and then Ishmael, how long did he live? 137, that's pretty good, isn't it? 
God did bless him. He blessed him with a long life. He blessed him with 12 sons, 12 sons who would be rulers. Um, and so we, we see the promises of God being fulfilled there as well. Jumping back to chapter 17, verse 21, it says, But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. And so he's saying, yes, I'm going to bless Ishmael, but the covenant is through Isaac, the one born through Sarah, this miracle child. And then what does God say? When will this child be born? Yeah, so in 12 months. How does God know this? He's God, right? <laughs> yeah, and so this just kind of speaks to God's foreknowledge and his sovereignty over all things. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's critical that we understand what's going on here because what we see in the promise of Isaac is really a foreshadow of the promises to, to each and every one of us uh, that come to us through Jesus Christ. Um, because, again, it's a miracle child, right? Where else do we see a miracle child in the Bible? In Jesus, right? We see the child of promise. We see God's promises fulfilled through Jesus. We see the child that the covenant passes through. Um, and this covenant, it, it reaches its pinnacle in Christ. Um, the covenant is fulfilled through Jesus. And so in, in Isaac, we, we have a picture of Jesus. Um, it, it, it etches, <clears throat> it etches in my mind the fact that the word of God stands. Mm -hmm. And it, it, in etching it, it um, sets a fire to the validity of his promises, as it were. Yeah. Take it to the bank. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, we, we see God's word is, it cannot be broken. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's more solid than anything else. Yeah. Any other thoughts or questions on this, this section? We're, we're way over time, and I need to need end. <laughs> All right, let's, let's pray. Uh, Father, we do thank you for your word, and we thank you for uh, the covenant promise that we see being fulfilled through this, this miracle child, Isaac, and how he points us to the ultimate miracle child, your son, Jesus. Uh, we pray that Christ would be our focus uh, this morning and each and every day of our lives. We pray this in his name. Amen.